0: It's time
2: for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
1: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey,
0: here we go. we are got to get into this Tom Brady thing here in a little bit on the other side. Questions and answers in 10 minutes or so. Alex, how much money do you think Tom Brady has made in his NFL career? He's the highest Mm -hmm. paid NFL player in the history of the league. 500 mil.
2: That seems like a pretty reasonable guess. I'm going to probably go a little bit less. I'll go uh, prices, about prices. Writing
0: rules, me, you to he's say 499? twenty-three NFL seasons. I'm going to go four hundred twenty-five million. Uh, three hundred and thirty million dollars. Oh. He's about to make in ten years as a broadcaster three hundred and seventy-five million dollars. He will make more in ten years broadcasting for Fox than any NFL player has in the history of the league throughout their entire career. That's unbelievable with Alex Ferrario and Tater Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Let's go out to the Brown and Crippin celebrity line to be joined by a man who deserves to be paid like Tom Brady. He's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JRO. How's it going, man?
1: Doing real well. That's why you guys are broadcasters. Uh, you're out for the big bucks and uh, yeah. us measly sports writers. We just kind of, Get on by here.
0: That's what I've always said, chair. I'm in this for the money. Uh, <laughs> big bucks,
2: Jr. Man. I'm just hoping that they have hot dogs at the uh, press <laughs> buffet for blues playoff games.
1: Yeah. But Alex went out and bought the AirPods when he came across the money. Huh? Yeah. They don't work yeah, for sure. him. They don't uh, work in uh, the studio, so. man. There's an echo <laughs> the and they sound subjects. terrible I
0: talk really slow. <laughs> it's weird. Jr., what are you looking for today in morning skate?
1: Uh, we'll see what's going on with the defense. I think that's the biggest thing. I thought that was a huge win a couple days ago. It bought the Blues some time without having uh, Nick Letty out there, and of course Tori Krug, who's you know likely not coming back, and also Robert Bortuzzo. So if you can get a win under your belt, and all of a sudden you come back to Minnesota for Game Five, and uh, Nick Letty appears in the lineup, Robert Bortuzzo, things are shaping up pretty good. So that's what we'll keep our eye on.
2: Jared, do you think it's a possibility that Craig Berube looks at it and says, "Let's go seven defensemen again"?
1: Yeah, I suppose uh, you know it has worked for the Blues this year. That the record's pretty good, um, and I think when you look at what they did the other night, you had uh, Scott Prinovich play in some offensive situations. Played three and a half minutes on the power play, and you know obviously if Bortuzzo's back, uh, even if Letty's back, you won't see Steven Santini. But I thought it was a pretty good strategy to you know play uh, Santini the little limited ice time he had in those defensive situations. So. Alex, it does help them. Uh, The only thing is, you know, I'm just a big proponent of the four lines in the playoffs. I I think you need it. Sometimes that fourth line is not going to play a lot, but sometimes, like we've seen with the Blues' fourth line, they can go out there and kind of calm things down a little bit, uh, five-on-five. Earlier in the series, we saw that. So, you know, I like the idea of, of having a Dakota Joshua in there as opposed to a seventh defenseman. Do you expect
0: to see any changes in the lines, given the fact that Minnesota has the last change today?
1: Uh, it's a good question. I guess we'll see here in a little bit. I like the lines that the blues brought out last game and I, you know, obviously it worked. So that's the reason you really like them. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, in, in those cases, it just opens up everybody's eyes. I think you get comfortable playing with the guys you've been playing with for a few months and it gets a little bit stagnant. All of a sudden now you gotta, you know, pay attention a little more. Well, what's this guy going to do here? I've played with him before, but you know, it, it's been a while. And so you know, I think the other thing that it did, BK, is uh, it broke up uh, Thomas and, and Tarasenko. And uh, even though that's a duo that you like to see, and they've had a lot of success together, you know, now it's it's a little bit tougher for uh, Minnesota to match up. And maybe that's even more so the case here uh, in Minnesota as opposed to back in St. Louis. So this is just a guess here. We're still half hour away from the morning skate, but you know, I'd anticipate that we'd see something pretty similar.
2: Jared, Joey's made it very clear on the broadcasts in the past couple of years that he loves Ryan O'Reilly, and it's hard not to. But now when you hear the information that you put out on The Athletic, uh, you start to love this guy even more. I mean, he has been, no question, the leader on the ice in these last couple of playoff games against Minnesota. I mean, he took a beating in game number four and still finds a way to put together a three-point night. I I guess I'm looking at it more so. Did Craig Berube crack the solution in terms of finding a way to beat That grief line with Greenway, Erickson, and Felino?
1: Yeah, he put that O'Reilly at line out there, and they did a tremendous job. I don't think they had any five-on-five five, uh, shots for uh, the grief line, and and so I think that uh, O'Reilly and his line they did a great job. Obviously, no goals, and just kind of frustrated them. I mean, you look at Felino there, nudge O'Reilly into the net. I've been watching O'Reilly for years and you know, haven't seen a player kind of take a liberty like that with uh, with O'Reilly, but I think it was probably getting to him a little bit. And, and so yeah, they did a good job. Obviously, Minnesota with the last line change tonight will be able to do whatever they want to get away from O'Reilly, uh, but uh, yeah, O'Reilly was outstanding. Uh, a goal, two assists, defense against that line. He's been amazing and as I mentioned in my story this morning, doing all of this while waiting for the birth of his third child, you know, kind of having that hanging over his head in terms of, you know, am I going to miss a game? There was a chance earlier in the series when we were here in Minnesota for game one and two guys that they had a private jet lined up to take him back to St. Louis and he was going to miss a game. If that little one uh, came, came into the world, but uh, that happened uh, Monday night, Monday morning, I should say Sunday night, Monday morning. And so uh, Ryan was able to spend time with the family yesterday. And then he did come up commercially to minnesota last night and he's joined the team so won't miss any action
0: jeremy rutherford is our guest for another couple of minutes here on 101 esp and you can find that great piece over at the athletic Uh, jr i did want to ask you about jordan bennington who looked really good in game number four here in st louis what do you think is a reasonable level of confidence right now that bennington maybe he's not back to 2019 form but he's back to being a pretty darn good goalie that can win you a series if needed
1: yeah, that's the thing. you got to be safe with this one because, you know, technically sound, is he back to, you know, where he was a couple of years ago? Probably not. I thought he was really square to the puck, and, and he looked good in the net the other night. So I felt like uh, he looked like a better Jordan Bennington. But I remember a couple months ago, you know, Jordan Bennington wasn't playing well, and I asked Craig Bruy about it, and he said, uh, you know, a lot of this is, is confidence. You know, if you can't stop the puck. You know, this guy loses his mojo, and, uh, you know, it affects him. So the opposite of that is when things are going well, and you got eighteen thousand people standing up for one of your saves, and you do the first star interview with Darren Pang, and people are applauding. You know, I felt like what we saw from Jordan Bennington in that post game interview the other night um, was uh, a guy who felt back, like he felt okay. I got this thing back, and so I think he is going to take a, a ton of confidence into this game tonight. Now, going back to my original point, does that mean he's going to stop the puck and the Blues are going to win? I don't know. Like when you talk about magic, you know, it's fleeting a little bit. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, this is the best case scenario, I think, for what we've seen from Jordan Bennington. This is the best case scenario where we stand with him going into game five.
2: Final one for me, Jr. Uh, speaking of another Jordan, Jordan Kairou for what he has done in these last couple of games. And, of course, we, you know, he looks like the guy that was pre-All-Star break, at least in these postseason play. What do you think Craig Berube's view of Jordan Kairou is in this series thus far? Because two games have felt like he was absent, and then the next two it looks like he's one of the best players on the ice.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it, – unfortunately, it's probably going to be like that still a little bit with him. I don't think, you know, you have a game like we saw in game four and all of a sudden he becomes, you know, the the storyline in the series. Uh, I, I think that he's probably still going to have some hiccups along the way. How about that uh, exchange? You know, he passed up several shots in that last game right before that highlight reel goal, and, and uh, we asked Craig Ruby about it, and he said, uh, yeah, when he gets to the bench, I say, what are you doing? Are you not shooting the puck? And he goes, well, there was a guy in the way, and there was a stick in the way, and shoot the puck. so <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, I think there's, you know, still some more opportunities for Jordan Tyru, but the biggest thing is, you know, don't make a mistake. Don't, don't cough up a puck. Don't lose coverage of a guy that results in the goal in, in the back of your net. So he might not score three or four, like Craig Ruby said he could have had the other night, but they'll take his two goals and they'll take that defensive responsibility if they can get it. He's
0: Jeremy Rutherford. Find his work over at The Athletic. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at JP Rutherford. JR, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy this, uh, the game tonight up in Minnesota, and we'll see you back here in St. Louis soon.
1: Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, blues on the ice in 12 minutes. So, uh, you know, follow the Twitter if you're looking for updates.
0: We'll do. That's Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN.
1: This is the story of the one.